1: Next is one of my favorite guests. And look, I am a listener to the Hugh Hewitt radio program. I listen every day on my way to my palatial corner law office. And I adore hearing Byron York every week at this time from the Washington Examiner. Byron, it is a real pleasure to have you join me today.
0: Good morning, Kurt. Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, Thank you. Uh, Let's get right to it. As you know, uh Joe Biden yesterday uh said something that uh, uh was incomprehensible, but that's nothing new. This guy is manifestly in decline. When is the media going to point out that the emperor has no clothes? And he's frankly walking around commando style.
0: You know, uh it is odd there was a there was a video that went viral of the president saying something unintelligible and people had applied their own um, captions. To Guilty.
1: It. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
0: But the but the deal was is if if you just approached it in good faith and said well what in fact did the president say you couldn't figure it out. True. Um, and so that happens a lot. And you saw in the CNN town hall the president you know lost his train of thought um, a number of times. I think you know what. Um, what the president's opponents should do on this. He's he's clearly, he's clearly slowed down. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. Look at pictures or, or video of Joe Biden a decade or two ago, um, and he is clearly slowed down. I don't think uh, conservatives or Republicans should be out saying he has dementia, anything like that. I think anybody who knows a real dementia patient knows that's not the case. That's not the case, but he, he has slowed down. This is the world's most demanding job, and the voters decided to give it to a man who will start it at age 78, and if he serves only one term, will finish it at age 82, which is completely new ground for the presidency. You know, Ronald Reagan finished—he was elected at age—took office at age 69— Finished at age seventy-seven, there was a lot of talk in his second term about him slowing down, becoming well, seen. Well, in all, fact, all in fact,
1: he he, he later uh, did develop full-blown course, dementia. Later he did. He developed and, Alzheimer's
0: and, disease and ultimately died of it.
1: And I think, uh, look, I I disagree with you a little bit. I I think that Joe Biden and I I'm, I'm not trying to be mean here. I'm not trying. Uh, but this is the president of the United States. This is the commander in chief, and I think he's showing uh, signs. Of a clinical decline. Now, I'm I'm not a gerontologist, but we've all been around people who've developed uh, dementia, and he's he's starting to go down that road. And my my question is, when is our glorious media going to start calling this out? Because it's manifestly so, and they're ignoring it. And people are seeing it, and there is a cognitive dissonance.
0: Well, I'm I'm saying, in my opinion, that the dementia part of it is not. Manifestly so, but clearly you do have a president who's too old to be president. Of course, you knew that before he was elected.
1: Well, that's certainly true.
0: The only other president, by the way, other than Reagan, to hit seventy in office was Dwight Eisenhower for the last few weeks of his second term. So it's been very rare to have a president. I mean, literally two: Eisenhower and Reagan, two presidents. Uh, hit seven. And of course, I'm sorry, Trump, of course, Trump was, um, uh, we had this election in in 2016 between, you know, two 70-year-olds. So we're, we're, for some reason, we're electing older and older and older chief executives, um, which is going to be a problem at some point. Uh, Maybe it won't be a problem with Joe Biden up till age 82, I don't know, but it's going to be a problem.
1: Do you see Joe Biden running again in 2024?
0: You know, I think he has to – it's kind of like Trump, actually. You know, uh, he, he has to um, at least make a show that he's definitely running again. I, I mean, the idea of electing a president until he's uh, 86 just strikes me as just absolutely nuts, absolutely nuts. So, no, I don't think there's any way he can run again. But to, to avoid being a lame duck on day one, he had to come out and say that, yes, he intends to run again.
1: Uh, assuming he doesn't run, and assuming uh, uh, he completes his term, do you see Kamala Harris gliding in to a nomination, or do you <laughs> see a knives out, cage match, Thunderdome uh, on the Democrat Party? I I'm hoping Thunderdome, but that's just well, not-
0: you know, the, the, the knives have already been out. You know that we've had a number of unflattering accounts of uh, life in the vice president's office. And it's we have noted that in, in the places where she has been in charge, in the California attorney general's office, in her own Senate office, and now in her vice presidential office, uh, you've had a lot of staff turmoil, people really unhappy. Um, and so there's something kind of uh, off and toxic about the environment in her offices. And these this story and in, in this latest iteration of this story was clearly fed by anonymous sources inside the Biden White House. So what's going on here, uh, I don't know. Clearly, she did not do all that well in the Democratic primaries, um, and uh, she is not just a broadly popular person today, but she is the Vice President of the United States, and if a president decides not to run, she's the obvious choice to succeed him. So I think I think that your uh, scenario is probably correct, that there's going to be a big fight between uh, people who support her and say the vice president should succeed Joe Biden and people who say, no, look, we need a candidate who can win, and she could be quite vulnerable in
1: 2024. Uh, my, my dream, Byron York, is... Uh, Ron DeSantis versus Kamala Harris. I, 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 I can't tell you how much I would love that to happen. Let's let's shift over to Congress. Uh, Nancy Pelosi did something that I believe is pretty much unprecedented. Uh, a while ago, she stripped Marjorie Taylor Green of her committee assignments, and that was a norm break. But it was justified because you know Marjorie Taylor Green is this and that. She did, again, with Jim Banks and Jim Jordan on this uh, kangaroo court January 6th commission. This breaking of norms where the majority dictates to the minority their participation in committees, is there going to be payback when uh, the Republicans retake the House? Because I think there has to be, and it has absolutely. to be brutal.
0: There is absolutely going to be payback. Because the one thing that's just true about Capitol Hill is that what goes around comes around. I mean, it just does. And so there'll be an opportunity. Uh, It could be the Republicans are in control of the House the next time. And uh, it could be that uh, one of the Democratic fringe members says something crazy, because they do. Um, And it could be that the Speaker, say Kevin McCarthy, strips that person of his or her um, committee assignments.
1: Uh, Byron Newark, what would you think of Kevin McCarthy saying right now, as soon as I take over every one of the chairman, a Democrat chairman, you're not going to be ranking minority member. I'm stripping you of your committee assignment. You're gone. You are off. And it's because of what Nancy Pelosi did. I'm willing to I'm willing to forgive and forget after that. But you are going to suffer uh this retribution. You go talk to her about it. But that's going to happen because we're not tolerating this.
0: Uh, Well, personally, in my role as radio campaign consultant, (laughs) (laughs) I would say that's a bad idea. Really? To say so so publicly, yes. You Uh. should talk about jobs and security and crime and controlling immigration he should talk about what republicans want to do Well I think you the know American by, people by, after this disastrous administration and you keep the personal in the house uh, retribution stuff to yourself
1: I don't know I I kind of uh, I I kind of think that republicans want to channel Harry Dean Stanton in uh, Red Dawn avenge me avenge me there is a huge appetite out there among conservatives for getting some payback, do you think I'm? Uh, do you think that's uh, off base?
0: Uh, well, I I, th- I think the way to get elected uh, is not to focus on payback for over a committee assignment. You know, I think I think elections are bigger than that. And Kevin McCarthy is kind of the master strategist for the House re-election um, effort, and you know, came darn close to winning the House last time. Has high hopes of doing it this time. Um, He spent a huge amount of time on recruiting good people, uh, getting people who were solid on issues, getting them to raise a lot of money. And, you know, retribution was just not uh, high on the agenda.
1: Well, thank you, Byron York of the Washington Examiner. Very much appreciated. Always welcome to hear you, even when we don't see fully eye-to-eye here on the Hugh Hewitt radio program. I'm guest host Kurt Schlichter.